Welcome everyone to Daily Hope. We are in 2 Chronicles chapter 36. Brace yourself. This is a sobering chapter as we witness the fall of Jerusalem. Beginning in verse 15. The Lord, the God of their ancestors, sent word to them through his messengers again and again because he had pity on his people and on his dwelling place. But they mocked God's messengers, despised his words, and scoffed at his prophets until the wrath of the Lord was aroused against his people and there was no remedy. He brought up against them the king of the Babylonians who killed their young men with the sword in the sanctuary and did not spare young men or young women, the elderly or the infirm. God gave them all into the hands of Nebuchadnezzar. They set fire to God's temple and broke down the wall of Jerusalem. Oh, this is such a gut-wrenching chapter as we see God's wrath unleashed on the people of God. But we have to keep in mind when we keep look at these moments of wrath, we have to keep in mind the bigger context of God's incredible patience and mercy and love that's been going on. It says in verse 15 that again and again he's been send, sending messengers to warn the people of Israel to turn away from their idolatry, their injustice, and their sin. And yet because they had been hardening their heart, judgment had come. And that's the lesson for us today. There's a time for patience and there's a time for judgment. And we should never mistake God's patience without the reality of God's judgment. And we should never see God's judgment outside the context of his incredible patience. Let's talk about his patience for a minute. Second Peter 3.9, the Lord is not slow in keeping his promise as some understand slowness and said he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. God is patient with you and with me. He's patient with our nation and he's patient with the world. But we can never see his patience without understanding the reality of his judgment if we ignore his invitation to repent. The ultimate truth is that God is patient so that we can come back because he doesn't want anyone to perish. The truth is Jesus is coming back. And so how do we live in these times, these end times? Listen to Peter again in 1 Peter 4, 7. The end of all things is near. Therefore, be alert and of sober mind so that you may pray. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling and each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Now, when I hang everything under the, this idea of love, it's love that protects us, prepares us, and positions us to live in the end times with the Spirit of Christ. Peter here is setting our focus on what we should really be prioritizing in these last days. Number one, love protects us. Why? Because it says here that love covers over a multitude of sins. It's clothing ourselves with the Spirit of love that protects us like armor against the prevailing and rampant sin of our culture, where it says in Matthew, the love of most will have grown cold. Number two, love prepares us to stand firm in the turbulent times of the last days. How? By giving us, as Peter calls it, a sober-mindedness. That means we're level-headed, we're calm. We're a non-anxious presence because 
when we're clothed in Christ's love, we are also anchored in a spirit of prayer. And it's that prayerfulness, that prayerful posture that helps us to be clear-minded that God is in control. We are not frenetically scrambling to figure out how the latest current events lines up with some obscure prophecy. We're not spending all our money to go dig out and build a bomb shelter in a backyard. We're not like Chicken Little. The sky is falling and freaking out. We are seeing that the Lord is in charge because clothed in his love, we are grounded in a prayerful posture. And lastly, it positions us as God's light in the darkness through hospitality, Peter says, and through being servants of others. It's that hospitality in these days that just communicates and reveals God's generous and gracious spirit. Now, I love how chapter 36 ends, not on judgment and wrath, but on hope. Listen to this, verse 22, in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, in order to fulfill the word of the Lord spoken by Jeremiah, the Lord moved the heart of Cyrus, king of Persia, to build a temple for him at Jerusalem. In the end, it's our hope in God to bring renewal to all things, renewal for our life personally, to our nation, and to the world. That is the anchor for our joy today. God bless you. Have a great week.